Thanks for tuning in to Leesburg Daily, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast where we dive into scripture, study together, and we apply it to our lives. You know, today we pick up in 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, verse 3. And I guess, let's think real quick, because I know I did a terrible thing and left you for a couple weeks without much uh, in between. So let's recap real quickly what's been happening. Generally speaking, in broad strokes, Paul's writing to Timothy, who is now potentially uh, on the sidelines of ministry as he's been... uh, uh, He's left the church in Ephesus where he was in First Timothy. Um, there's this growing false doctrine that's growing around him uh, where he's having to constantly uh, combat those teachings. Uh, and Paul's reminding Timothy of the charge that he received, of the commission, of the call that he uh, received. The, the ordination that he received, the, the fact that you've, you've been called to ministry, so, so now be a faithful minister. He, he reminds Timothy that, that he has the, the tools that he needs to be able to do uh, whatever needs to be done. It, remember back to uh, 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 verse chapter 1, verse 6, For this reason I remind you to, to a kindle, afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but instead of power and of love and of discipline. Timothy, you've got everything you need, and so uh, and so step up to that. Step up. And then now we've been in this season of of suffering. We see we saw how Paul has been aided in his suffering by a few men and and now uh, today Paul invites Timothy to share in this suffering, in this hardship. Share in this. Now, now, no one, no one, no one says, oh, let me sign up for some suffering. Let me sign up for some hardship. No one in history has ever really done that because we would call that person insane. Um, But think about what Paul's going to be saying here, and, and we're going to uh, work this out as as we go throughout our passage today. See the task before the Christian, the pastor, uh, but but so generally, the Christian believer. This is applied to specifically a Christian pastor. This is applied to in Paul's context, writing to Timothy. And, and, and so much of this is is often focused at ministers as full time preachers or full time teachers in the church. Um, and, and it and it does specifically apply to to us. Uh, however, generally applies to all of us. Like as we talked about Monday, everyone has a everyone is a a link in the in the chain. The question is, how strong is your linkage? Are you the weak link? See, see, see here here's what we need to rely on or trust in, as Paul has taught Timothy. The strength for living the Christian life and for taking our place in that ministry, all that uh, comes from God. And all that that God requires from us, he himself has plans on accomplishing through us. I mean, what he's going to accomplish with us, he's going to see through. There's a confidence that we carry. It's God's working through me, not me. Uh, 
See, I, I can't stop God's plans. I can only be used by God to accomplish his plans. And, and that's a comforting, a comforting thing. However, as we'll see today, that doesn't get us off the hook. It doesn't get us off the hook. It doesn't uh, uh, reduce the importance of personal commitment and personal responsibility. Paul here today is going to bring these aspects of service to mind through a command and a, a series of, of metaf- metaphors that he was, he's going to use. So let's jump in there today. V- chapter 2, verse 3 of Second Timothy. Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Here's the first metaphor, a soldier. He continues, no service, no sol- soldier in active service engage, entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. Well, let's ta- stop and talk about this picture of a soldier. To serve Christ with this degree of commitment requires more than a one-time decision. And that's what we see with this picture of a soldier. It requires single-minded devotion and discipline. And in order to illustrate this, Paul uses the picture of a soldier. Now, a soldier in a Roman soldier was quite uh, impressive. In, in fact, Josephus, who is a Jewish historian, uh, writes about these soldiers, these Roman soldiers, uh, in, in uh, his his journal wars he talks about this let me read a small excerpt from for you he says each soldier every day throws all of his energy into his drill as though he were in action now we understand that idea practice the way you play so he says every soldier throws all his energy into his drill as if he were in action hence that perfect uh hence the perfect ease with which they sustain the shock of battle. No confusion breaks their customary uh, formation. No panic paralyzes. No fatigue exhausts them. All of their camp duties, he writes, are performed with the same discipline, the same regard for security, the procuring of wood, of food supplies, of water. He continues, and there's a, a large section here that he's writing about the performance of these soldiers but this is the the attitude that Paul has in mind when he when he um uses this this metaphor <coughs> excuse me Roman troops were the model of discipline they were the model of um uh, uh, of what it meant to live a disciplined life and because of that dis- discipline uh, they were unbeatable this is what Paul comes, the image that Paul comes to mind when he thinks about the soldier. And he's talking about the soldier to describe the servant of Jesus. Just as the duties of soldiering re- required freedom from entanglements of the world, as Josephus writes. Well, so, so they do with, with the Christian follower. See, the Christian soldier can't be entangled with the things of the the world. He can't be entangled with the world. Now, this is a hard thing because we have to then ask the question, well, well, how do we live in the world and not be of the world? 
We can't be entangled by the world. And so right here we come face to face with this this issue, this dilemma of Christian existence. This idea to be in the world, but not of the world. Now clearly this indicates there's a separation, but this doesn't mean departure from the world. And that's what many of us fail to realize. This does not mean, this idea of being uh, in the world but not of the world does not mean separation from the world. Attempts to create a geographical distance from the world, in quotes, while it might be good intentioned, it's neither practical or or biblical. I mean, think about the the, uh, faith communities that have tried to practice this, this separate, you know, this uh, separatist, I guess, philosophy, and certain Christian groups who who want nothing to do with the, with churches outside of their orbit or their doctrine or their teaching or or their lifestyle. I would think they would seem to be in need of some type of revisioning of re-understanding what they're doing. What 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 needs to be avoided is the involvement in the the, the world's ways and the world's uh, uh, functions, the way the world uh, the world values and places value on different things. That that's what we need to to watch out for. All of the of of, of the challenges in our world that 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 bring a challenge to the biblical Christianity to biblical worldview. Let's not be fooled into thinking this is an easy task. It certainly is that we need to engage each day with the with the headlines to figure out well 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 how am I in the world but not of the world? How do I uh, make sure that I am protecting uh, the, the priorities, the character? You know that's part of discipleship is is becoming a person whose character and priorities align with that of Jesus. And so we've got to constantly been be be, be uh, thinking that through. Paul uses this image of a soldier because the soldier uh, is is sharp, is is disciplined. We need to stay sharp in the faith. We need constantly be testing the the thoughts and the trends of the world against those of the from the revealed uh, will of God. In all walks of life. Christ, who's our commanding officer, is a priority, as we see in Roman soldiers. They wanted to do everything so that they could please the one who enlisted. Well, look what Paul says as he draws draws that. Uh, verse 4, No soldier in active service entangles in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. Our laser focus needs to be on that of, of honoring uh, our commander, our chief, and that's Jesus. He he uses the second analogy here or metaphor here, and that is in verse five of an athlete. Now this is interesting. He says, uh, also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not win the prize unless he competes according to the rules. Now, now Paul. This is one of the favorite uh, pictures that Paul uses. He uses this 
this this picture of an athlete to depict the Christian uh, countless other places. First Corinthians, for example, the, the metaphor pictures the Christian life as a period of disciplined training in preparation for for victory. Here's what we need to understand: in order to qualify to run the Olympic Games or the the games in that time, the contestant had to first complete the required period of training, which was in that day ten months. And so, according to the rules, may well have that in mind when he says an athlete doesn't compete to win the prize unless he competes according to the rules. Well, that might be uh, looking back at this idea of training period, the training period, which might be really, really neat for us to consider. If so, the Christian's training period, the the whole life includes suffering. Because remember, this is all in the context of suffering. Suffer hardship with me in verse three, as a good soldier of Christ. Suffer hardship with me as an athlete who follows the rules. In this life, you will have hardship. The training period includes suffering. You know, when we think about this, the the original phrase here, it goes beyond our single-minded devotions to service. I mean, what what's considered here with this devotion to the rules? Think about a ten month. What, what's required of a ten month training period? It's it's more than just a single minded focus. It's it's everything I eat. I mean, you look at these Olympic athletes and their diets, their lifestyle as a whole is fixed on this one this one uh, uh, goal to compete in the Olympic Games. It, it's dedication. If you look at two individuals whose skills are generally the same, nearly equal skill level, let's say it's basketball, nearly equal skill level, who's going to make the team? Well, it's going to be the one with the with the dedication, with the determination, the one um, who goes above and beyond in the other areas, who who has that drive to them. That's who you're going to recruit to your team. The wholehearted, single-minded devotion to service is in mind. The kind that, that, that will carry us through times of suffering when the, when the temptation to quit is strong, as I'm sure potentially was with Timothy here. The temptation to quit is strong, however, consider the athlete who continues to push. Now, we, we might not all be called to suffer the, in the same degree. We understand that. We may not all have to cover the, suffer in the same degree, but this same devotion still has its place. It allows us to give ourselves to other people when we're tired, to serve people when we don't feel like it, to, to pray when we don't feel like it. To continue to hope in God when all the circumstances around us seem impossible. As with the soldier here too, with the athlete, he wants to please his commanding officer. And the real possibility of victory is 
held out before us here. In the case of the Christian, the victor's crown, the, the, the Olympic trophy, the crown of righteousness are one and the same. Christ's ultimate approval on the day of judgment. That's what we live for. The final metaphor they use here is that of the hardworking farmer. Look, let's look at verse 6. The hardworking farmer ought to be the first to receive his share of the crops. Consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. What, what a strange picture. This third image, the hardworking farmer, describes the Christian life of service. The point of this picture is to connect the promise of the reward with the diligent service. The priority of the farmer's interest in the crop, that his share crop, uh, is is high, and he should get his first his 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 first thing. The the picture here in mind is not necessarily uh, compensation for work, but rather on that day. The final rewards on that day, the reward that's given for faithful service. And so our eyes need to be fixed on that day, on the day the, 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 the day that the, the Lord returns and establishes his kingdom. And on that day, there will be rewards shelled out. That's what we consider. That's what Paul's pointing to here. Verse eight, 7, he says, Consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. And that's where we'll pause today, this time of reflection. Paul says, Consider what I say. These three images reinforce the main command in this section to persevere in the midst of suffering. To persevere. To keep going. Now, Paul's teaching here does not apply to unusual circumstances. And this is where we'll end today's podcast. It doesn't apply to unusual circumstances. He portrays what is the normal for Christian life. In fact, if we look at what Paul's teaching here and we hold it against the rest of the New Testament, what we'll see is not uh, is not um, the, the presence of struggle and suffering in the life of Christian how that ought to be questioned, but rather what we'll see, what what we see is, what am I trying to say? I'm, I'm trying to say, if we don't see that, if we if the absence of them is what we see today, that should perk our ears. The normal Christian life has those things according to the New Testament. To judge from the New Testament, it's not the presence of the struggle and suffering in the life of the Christian that ought to be questioned, but rather the absence of it. The images remind us that discipline and devotion and diligence all come into play in, in faithful Christian service. The strength to serve in this way comes from Christ. We see that back in verse, verse 1. But the images persistently sound the note of personal devotion and commitment to, to the task. It's our responsibility. This is one of the reasons for the call of, of reflection here in verse 7. The Christian soldier must decide to be a soldier. And to be a soldier who will suffer. 
a well-trained athlete who will compete according to the rules, a farmer who works diligently until the crops are harvested. That's something for us to consider as we as we wrap up this day. If you've made a commitment to Jesus, if you've made a commitment to be a, a, a Christian, remember that this is for all of us. This diligence, this this this, this stick to itness, and the command in the context of all this is the the joining of suffering. And so, do you suffer because of what you believe? Do do you suffer hardship? That's a question. I I guess we need to ask. And here's the thing, I'm fully convinced we are not persecuted in our world today, at least not yet in our world today are we persecuted. But there is an element of suffering. Man, you, if there's not a clear, here, I guess here's the, the biggest sign. If there's not a clear difference between you and the world, if those around you don't see a difference between you and the world and the rest of people in the world, Maybe you're missing the boat. The boat. Maybe you're not the Christian you thought you were. Maybe that's a challenge for us today. And that's where we'll end it. We'll pick up uh, next time in verse eight, and we will walk, continue walking through Second Timothy. God bless. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Leesburg Daily. <laughs>